Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. If you're a bivocational pastor, then this special Flash episode is just for you. I'm Pete Mitchell, and in between our regular Church Planner podcast episodes, I'll be bringing you insight and ideas to help our Bivo pastors have an easier and more profitable go at it. If you'd like more info on the training program specifically for bivocational pastors, you can check it out at missionbybusiness.com. It is 827 Thursday morning. It is our last day here in Big Bear. And I honestly cannot wait to leave. I am, <laughs> I'm done. If you've got young kids, or if you can remember back to when you had young kids, you know how vacations are. I think it's been three days of nonstop crying, of this is the best day ever. This is the worst day ever. You know, usually within five minutes, I'll hear both of those. Oh my gosh, dude, I am so ready to go. But uh, anyway, that's beside the point. Um, what I want to share with you today is actually uh, something that I noticed yesterday. So yesterday, we went to this tubing facility. So there's a little bit of snow up here at Big Bear. Um, not a lot of it. It's supposed to be snow on Saturday. Uh, but they've got snow left over and they got snow machines and they've been making it. So this, the tubing area is open. And the kids are finally at a point where they will do that. So we're like, okay, let's go ahead and go. And we look it up on the internet and find out it's like 35 bucks a head. And we're not sure if Mackenzie, my five-year-old, if she's going to be 35 or if she's going to be 20, because she's right about 42 inches. And if you're under 42 inches, it's 20. If you're over 42 inches, it's 35. So... <clears throat> We get there, and this is the second place up here I've noticed this. As soon as we get there, there's a big sign, cash only. Think about that. What business doesn't accept a credit card in 2020? Like, that's ridiculous. You're literally inconveniencing the crap out of your clients. For what? And almost every business I've ever talked to who's like, oh, I don't like taking credit cards. It's because there's what's called a merchant account fee. So it char it costs a business to take a credit card. Pretty much the worst case scenario 
in today's day and age, unless you're in a high risk business, it's going to be 2.9% and like 30 cents. So on $35, um, my buddy Jimbo, he did the math real quick. He's like, yeah, it's going to cost him like a buck in merchant account fees. So it's like, you're really like complaining about a dollar. That's ridiculous. Not to mention, like when we were there, there was probably 150 to 200 people. Think about all that cash. How much of it is getting stolen by these high schooler employees, which is not to say that because they're high schoolers, they steal. I'm just saying you have that big of a temptation in front of someone, you're going to have a leakage problem. Like that's just a fact. Every business has a leakage problem uh, with employees stealing. But when you don't even accept credit cards, when it's 100% cash, you're you're losing money. That's all there is to it. So anyway, we're like, okay, you know, cash only. And of course, they have an ATM there with their ATM fee. So, you know, you might look at it and go, oh, well, they're making money off of the ATM fee. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. Like, that's, that's a stupid way to make money um, when you're charging $35. Like, understand this. There's no hard cost on a tubing facility. You got your staff, which it doesn't matter if there's one person there or a thousand people there. Your staff costs aren't really going to change. So it's just a numbers game, putting people through the the machine, if you will. So, you know, we go, we withdraw all the cash and we go and pay. And then as soon as we're done paying, they're like, oh, well, uh, have you already signed your waiver? We're like, no, where do we do that? Oh, you got to go all the way back uh, in this other room and go sign it in there. And it's like, are you serious? Like, have you guys not thought about your customer experience? So we go in, we sign the waiver. It's all electronic, right? It's all on iPad. So it's like, why don't you just accept credit cards, have people sign the waiver? Now you can collect all their info and you can market to them later, but they have absolutely no interest, right? They're, they're, they're not running it as they have a lot of competition. I mean, there's other tubing places up here, but they just literally don't care. And you can tell they don't care. So then we got the waiver, we got our tickets, we go to the gate to get in. Then that's where they decide to measure my daughter. Oh, she's not tall enough. Or, or I'm sorry, she's taller, too tall. So you need to uh, upgrade. You need to go back into the line, which by this point is now huge, and pay the extra whatever it is, $15, $20. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, think about your customer experience. Your customer experience is, well, we don't really care what you guys do for your customer experience. We don't care how you you think about us because we're getting 35 bucks ahead, and you're probably going to stay here for a couple of hours, and you're going to leave. And they don't care. And you can tell they don't care. And it comes through in how they treat their their clients, their customers. Let me let me have you look at another business I've got because I'm always thinking about the customer experience. Always trying to think about the customer experience. So I've got a company called Prime Blending. And Prime Blending is a um, chemical blending broker. And we primarily deal with auto care products. So tire shine, sealants, coatings, um, waxes, uh, soaps, uh, all that kind of stuff. So when there's a brand, think of Turtle Wax, that's a brand. 
and they need a product, they have to go to a blender, a chemical blender, unless they have their own facility, which only the biggest guys have that. Everyone else, everyone else uses a blender. And so we're, we're a broker. We basically connect brands with the blenders, get everything bottled, um, labeled, ready for retail. And, you know, help them even get their formula, if it's a custom formula or a stock blend. Um, so when people come to our website, which is how we get most of our business through our advertisements on uh, Google, as well as we sponsor uh, a YouTube channel and a, um, a podcast. And so like yesterday, I noticed we had like four or five leads come in. And so what happens is in the blending business, especially because blenders are horrible at even caring about the customer experience. There's like a real niche for us because we can really fit that niche. Like you can't even get a blender to call you back most of the time if you're a brand. So being this middleman, like our big thing is we have to give the customer a great experience. So we are the logical choice for them to go through. And of course we make our money because there's markup. Um, usually for our clients, it ends up being less going through us, even though there's markup, but because of our volume, right? We're buying in huge volume from the blenders. So we get bigger discounts than they're going to get. And so we make the spread in between, uh, what it costs and what we charge. So here's a great example though. <clears throat> when a lead comes in, whether it comes in from someone calling our phone number from someone uh, texting our phone number, we've got a, a special quote line set up because everyone wants a quote. They want to know what's it going to cost them. And then we've got a web form, you know, it says request a quote. So if someone does any one of those three to reach out to us immediately, what happens is their information is texted to our operations manager and he gets it right on his phone immediately. And he immediately calls that person. So it doesn't matter if they called in, they texted in, they um, uh, filled out the form. So like if someone calls in, what happens is we actually have a message that they listen to that kind of explains who we are and what we do. So as soon as they call in, that text message is sent to our operations manager while they're listening to this message. So our operations manager knows, okay, this guy, if they press the one button at the end, they're going to be connected directly to me. I need to be ready to take this call. If they text in, then again, um, our operations manager immediately gets a, uh, a text. And so he knows, hey, this person just texted in for a quote. Uh, if they fill out the, the web form immediately, he gets a text. Now, also, we have several other people like myself. I get a text. Um, another one of our owners gets a text. And so we know that no one's going to fall through the cracks because multiple people are being notified that this person wants a quote. They want to know what's it going to cost them to get their product or their service. In fact, yesterday, <clears throat> one of the guys, <clears throat> so our operations manager immediately calls this guy, right? He gets the text. They fill out a web form. He calls him up and the guy's like, are you serious? I literally just hit this. Excuse me there. I got a little something stuck in my throat. He goes, are you serious? I literally hit the submit button two seconds ago, you know, cause immediately he gets a call and, um, and our operation manager, he's like, Hey, this is Wayne from prime blending. I know you just requested a quote. And the guy was like blown away that we got back to him that quickly. 
especially in an industry where no one gets back to you because we're always thinking about that customer experience. Same thing when someone comes on board, uh, one of my training programs, depending on the program, we've got different ways that we uh, initially reach out to them. We're always texting them. Um, they're getting a personalized text from me. They're getting uh, what's called a sly voicemail. That's where you drop a voicemail on someone's cell phone without their phone ringing. Um, we have letters. We have certain letters that have uh, silver coins attached to them, uh, money attached to them. Um, we have what we call the thud factor. We have a, a big box of knowledge. Uh, so we've got books and uh, training materials. And again, it just depends on the program that someone's coming through. And we send that out to them. And again, it's all about that customer experience. We've got something called the detailer inner circle, which is something I do with uh, a former church planner uh, by the name of Jimbo. And um, with the detailer inner circle, we literally, everyone who signs up and joins the detailer inner circle, they get a physical card mailed to them from us, basically, you know, welcoming them to the detailer inner circle. Why would we do that? Because we want them to stick around and we want them to have a great positive experience in being in our programs and working with us. So if you're a bivocational pastor and you got to look at your business and think about your customer experience, what's it like for your customers, your clients, your patients when they work with you? What's it like when they're dealing with your staff? What's it like? Um, is it like a black hole? Hey, they reach out. They don't hear back for two days. W what are they experiencing? And it's something that you're always going to be developing and always going to be working on. And it's not going to be just something that's quick, one and done, and you never think about it again. I'm constantly looking at what are we doing? How can we improve it? How can we make the customer experience better? And that's a real key, a real something that you're going to want to do yourself. Um, so I would encourage you, if you're a bivocational pastor and you run a business, either your own or someone else's, check out bivocohort.com, B-I-V-O-C-O-H-O-R-T.com. This is a special nine-month uh, training mastermind group uh, where we go over a lot of the the key essentials to running an effective business. At the same time, you're working with other bivocational pastors in a mastermind group who all have the same goal, which is gospel penetration in the marketplace. Um, obviously, it's gospel penetration any which way they can, but because they're Bivo, it's especially in the marketplace. And I would encourage you to go check it out, BivoCohort.com. I've got a video set up over there. It's about 26 minutes long. It tells you all about uh, what it is to be in the Bivo Cohort. And I would really encourage you to do that. So anyway, guys, hope you got some great value out of this uh, this idea that I wanted to share with you on the customer experience. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care.